You're listening to Her Path to Success, a podcast to empower women to pursue a career that aligns with their passions and core values. We encourage women to show up, take actions, and thrive in their own ways. If you're looking to get inspired and expand your mind, you are in the right place. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Her Path to Success. I'm your host Peggy Wu. Today's episode is going to be shorter and a little different. I'm not interviewing anyone or talking about my personal stories, but I'm sharing a webinar that talks about two different leadership styles. This episode is great for current leaders and aspiring leaders in the companies. I am now doing life and career coaching exclusively through Amalavida, and there's a saying at Amalavida that is so refreshing and forward-thinking. People don't quit jobs; they quit bosses. So it's important to develop leaders that not only retain top talent, but inspire them to do their best work. I'm sure many of you would agree that to make a positive impact on the lives of the employees and to guide employees to do their best work, things have to be initiated from the top. Developing great leaders. Paves the way for positive changes, solutions, and progress. The audio you are about to hear is taken from a webinar called "Great Leaders Aren't Born, They Are Made," hosted by Jan Maynard, Amalavida's leadership coach. Jan talks about two types of leaders. The first one is the get shit done leader, and we'll abbreviate that as GSD. And the second one is the people first leader. Jen also talks about what their strengths and blind spots are. There is also an assessment associated with this topic. The information is meant to help people assess their own leadership style and learn what makes a great leader and the steps they can take to become one. I really enjoyed this webinar. That's why I wanted to share it with you. I'll have the links to the complete webinar and the assessment that you can take to know your own leadership style in the show notes section. So first thing first, let's take a listen. We're going to talk about two very specific styles here that we have put into our Amalavita assessment.、Uh, if you took it, you saw at least one. You may not have exposure to what both of them are. Stands out a lot here to me is one of the two styles that we're going to cover, which is that people first leader. That people first leader is typically very, very、um, draws attention to that that empathy, being there for the people, developing the team. By the way, if I hadn't mentioned this before, there is no right or wrong to either of these, and they really you want a blend of both, and we'll get into that, but. That people first is a lot of what we're seeing here. So the other leadership style, and we're going to get in these details in a second. But the other one we have, and some of you, I'll have to ask you which ones you were, but some of you may have come up with, I am a get shit done leader. So those are the executors, right? They're really focused on execution. Now, it does not mean if you're executing, you don't care about the people. It does not mean if you care about the people, you can't get stuff done. Um, that is absolutely not the case, but we all have tendencies, right? Where we lean one direction or the other. So, okay, so we're going to go into the details. So, some of you have seen some of this, some of you haven't. That first one is get shit done. Like I said, there's no right or wrong answer. Not preferable to be one direction or the other. But this person, their strengths tend to be things like provides clear direction, holds the team accountable, delegates 
hopefully pretty well, gives and receives feedback, two-way communication, probably a little bit more confident within taking risks and possibly more confident within just their skills in general. Okay. So you may not necessarily be one or all of these. There could be things where it's like, yeah, I resonate with everything, but this one or something. These are just the, the tendencies to lean toward. And this is, you got to think about it from this way with the two styles. We're really trying to polarize a little bit so that we can draw out very specific strengths and blind spots for individuals to be focused on. So there's a good chance that you can have a couple things that don't, maybe don't resonate. But the blind spots for the GSD leader might be things like they could lack some emotional intelligence. I mean, how many of you have had a peer that you worked with who was just like super, super confident, kind of it was they thought they knew everything and it started to come off in the emotional intelligence piece as well. Or like they sort of lacking that self-awareness. Maybe they're the armchair quarterback, like kind of or the backseat driver, right, trying to lead everyone around and not really recognizing, not reading the room and recognizing that's not necessarily needed or wanted. Um, so that can kind of happen a lot. Um, some other blind spots for the GSD is maybe they're a little heavy on company first. So that just might mean that they're so focused on goals and objectives that they're forgetting about the people aspect. And that at the end of the day, the people are the ones that you know do the work to get things done. So trying to like draw that connection between the two can be really um, helpful or important. Directive. So I am this. I am very directive. And sometimes that communication can come off harsh, right? So I have to, A, not only be clear that my team knows I speak in bullet points. I'm very clear and I'm very direct. Um, if it feels a little intimidating, it's okay to call me out and be like, whoa, Jen, you're being a little, little direct here, like slow your roll. So, but at the same time, I also know like I need to soften it a little bit sometimes. I need to come in with a, hey, how's it going before I dive in, right? So those are the things that I work on in my blind spots. And of course, I'm using myself today as an example, but you get the, the perspective. All right. So the next one is the, the people first. And same idea. We're going to walk through to this sort of high level and have conversation around it. So those people first leaders have a tendency to be servant leaders, right? Really there for others to serve others have probably a bit of a coaching mindset. So active listener, like that piece down below, but also like really great deep questions. They're just genuinely curious about their teams and those around them. And they use that information to make decisions and move forward. Highly empathetic, um, maybe even to a fault, like that really could probably be a blind spot as well sometimes, those of you who are empathetic, um, is it the right balance? Um, are you meeting in the middle or are you being pulled so much into someone else that uh, it's dragging you down and preventing you from being able to do things too? So empathy is probably one that could go on a blind spot if it's overly empathetic for some of these individuals. Um, I already mentioned that active listening, but still I'm thinking of that truly, like if you don't know what that is, really thinking that, of that as a tool to your advantage in that you are summarizing what individuals are saying, you're paraphrasing what they're saying. What I heard you say was so that they feel heard, right? Repeating some of that back, checking for understanding, making sure you're understanding the message that's being com com communicated. You're not being that GSD -er where it's like, yeah, 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 I heard you. And then you're off running into the races trying to execute and solve the problem before you really got to the root of what is going on. Right. So now, you, as I'm saying, some of this, you're probably even seeing like how these things can merge together and how that blend of the two really, truly can be ideal and perfect. Um, the people first leader really values one on one time. Again, I say to a fault, because if they're 
heavy people first leader, they might even have too many one-on-one meetings and they can't get anything done on their calendar because they're so busy meeting with their people. That's where those kind of blind spots come in and that growth mindset. So really always thinking about growing the team, growing themselves across the board. Now, blind spots for people first leader. I've mentioned like a couple areas where a strength could be a weakness. So I've mentioned that, but some other things that come up might be things like imposter syndrome. Um, These folks who are so people-minded have a tendency to sometimes feel like, wow, there's Jen, the GSDer who's out there executing and getting all this stuff done and meeting company goals and maybe like, oh, I just, I wish I was like Jen. Well, and and they're two different people, right? The comparison shouldn't be there. And just because you're not executing the same way does not mean that you aren't achieving possibly even more, right? So it's just a matter of what is that? How are you? How are you feeling that imposter syndrome and how can you move yourself, um, uh, your competence up and match that with your confidence so that you're back in that sort of perfect funnel and you're not feeling like you don't have the competence to do the job when in reality, you most likely do. Okay. Um, follow through. Sometimes it's like, like with the accountability as well. We're so busy just thinking about the people we don't get as concerned with, oh yeah, they said they'll get it done in a couple of weeks. It'll, it'll come back. And then we kind of neglect and then months go by. Oh shoot, we forgot to do that thing. Right. So follow through can be a little bit of a problem, which leads, same thing with the execution. Overwhelm is one that we see a lot in these people first leaders, overwhelm slash burnout for sure, where we're just so focused on are great people. And we're just really putting so much energy towards our people. And maybe our empathy string is even being pulled too much that as the tasks and the things that really do need to get done, get pulled in, we freeze a little bit and whoa, there's just, there's too much to do. There's too much. I can't do it all, you know, type of thing. So the people first leaders have a tendency to feel a little bit more of that overwhelm and burnout though. I will say all of us feel that depending on where we are, what's going on and what job we're in. So, because what I see a lot is it's really close to tied for a lot of individuals. And ideally we want that kind of mix of both. Again, I, I know I keep harping on this, but that, that admired leader, that ideal leader, think about those, those individuals that you know, who um, are just like, you're like, wow, that person is great. They most likely have this kind of really good combination of both of these things. And it doesn't mean they don't have blind spots. They might have pieces from both of them, or maybe even all the things that were here on some level um, and that they have to kind of continue to work on. But that blend of all is essentially the ideal and what we want to work ourselves to. So if you're the GSD leader, the questions to be asking yourself, and I'm going to flip back just one slide, might be some of the things like, okay, so these are my strengths. These are things that I can leverage, but how can I put more of these people first things in my life? How can I be a little bit more servant? How can I adopt a coaching mindset? How can I bring a little bit more empathy? And sometimes the GSDs are like, oh, empathy, that's a scary word. Like vulnerability, like, oh, that's a scary word, right? So what are some of these things that I know are important leadership skills that I know I do not have to the best of their ability, right? Um, And how can I make myself a great leader by adopting some of those things. So you may not have a simplistic answer and like, oh yeah, done. I need to be more empathetic. Got it. I'll do it. Like this is why people work with leadership coaches because it is not an easy thing to do. And it's, it's a process of both learning, looking deep, reflecting as to what you're doing, practicing very specific tactics with individuals around you, looking into the mirror, reflecting on what's working and what's not, and then creating really good habits around 
all of these things. And I would argue conversely, like even the things you're really great at, there's some work that has to be done to maintain those too. Um, you know, you could, you could be empathetic now and then you get so taxed and overwhelmed that you lose your empathy, for example. So how do you make sure that you're balancing all those things even for yourself? So then opposite sort of question that I was just mentioning was if you're a people first leader and these things resonate with you, what would it look like for you to get some of these skills in your life? What would it look like for you to delegate a little bit better and at a deeper level and the right projects in the right way that actually provide you, you know, that covering of that blind spot of overwhelm. So free up time and allow you to not feel as overwhelmed. What would that look like? Um, what would it look like to give and receive feedback in such a healthy way that it really grows your teams and your people and allows them to be a little bit more empowered so that you're not feeling like you're kind of having to do a little bit of everything for them all the time. Or, you know, sometimes we, as people first leaders, sometimes we come a little bit micromanagery, not intentionally, not because we think people are doing things wrong, but because we feel needed. We feel wanted. They need me. They want me. They want my direction. And there may be some truth to that, but you will never grow, develop, and move that individual on if you're constantly telling them every step, telling them what to do. When they come to you with that question of, hey, I've got a problem, what should I do? And you give them the solution versus using that coaching mindset and asking questions, um, you're not setting them up for success. You're potentially setting them up for failure and a lot more work for you because you're always going to be having some, it's a revolving door. That one-on-one -on -one time is a revolving door and you're always having people in and you don't have that free time on your calendar to do any execution and get things done. I mentioned, I would call it like this admired leader or this sort of ideal leader is in that middle where the two sort of intersect, um, where you really are both putting people first, but you're also executing and getting everything done that you need to be getting done. Um, that's the dream world that we all want to live in. And I see those leadership style assessment results come across once in a blue moon. I would say about one every, this is going to sound weird, but probably about one every 100, there's a tie. And that's someone who has scored themselves in such a way that they're a blend of both. And there are many who are very close. So it'll be fun for those of you who do reach out to take a look and see if you were, you know, a close blend of both of them. That was Ama La Vida's career coach, Jan Maynard's presentation on two different types of leadership styles. The first one is get shit done, right? The GSDs. And the second one is the people first leaders. So for the GSD leaders, they provide clearing directions. They hold their team accountable. They delegate. They are okay, give and receive feedback. They are able to take more risk and they're confident. The blind spots are lack of emotional intelligence. They tend to think company first. They are more directive and they're harder on their employees. And for the people first leaders, they are servant leaders. They have the coaching mindset. They're very empathetic. They're active listeners. They value one-on-one -on -one time. They have the growth mindset. And the blind spots for the people first leaders are imposter syndrome. Uh, maybe follow through is a little lacking. Execution because they care about how people feel or what people think and which can lead to overwhelm. And the reasons to understand your leadership styles or understand your manager's leadership styles, 
will help you identify strengths and blind spots. We want to leverage strengths and work on blind spots. The goal is not to be perfect. The goal is to blend the two, right? Because the ideal leader is the one who has qualities from both the GSD and the people first leadership styles. And sometimes it takes practice. Nobody's perfect and we're not trying to be perfect. But if you practice, if you take this as a um, self-development process and you want to create long-term habits that help you get to where you want to be and be the best leaders you can be. All right, that's all my listeners. I hope learning about leadership styles helps you gain some insights into the people you work with and about yourself. If you want to do the assessment or if you want to watch the entire webinar, I'll have the links in the show notes section. And if you enjoyed today's episode, or this show, please help me spread the word and subscribe and follow. Also connect with me on Instagram or Facebook. Sign up to be on my mailing list so I can keep you updated with what's going on. All right. Thank you so much. Sending you love from my heart. Until next time. Her Path to Success is here to remind you, Define success your way, not based on what someone else is doing or what others expect of you. Remember that you are worthy and you have what it takes to succeed.